Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. As we embark on a wild three hours of radio, Aaron Sexton alongside, and uh, we've got a lot planned for you today. We'll uh, get you ready for some Baylor basketball over the weekend, and that's going to be uh, it's going to be fun as the Bears get their conference slate. The men's team tomorrow. Oh, about 2 o'clock, I think it is, they're in Stillwater. And, in fact, one thirty for the pregame show on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, isn't it funny that I, I, I thought what Coach Jacobs said yesterday was kind of true. We, this time of year, there's so much football going on and, and so much stuff that we kind of get in our mind, we get bits and pieces of how – uh, a team is playing like a conference team in basketball other than Baylor we're kind of focused on Baylor but when he said that Oklahoma State had won five straight games Aaron I have to say as much as I love college basketball that was news to me like I I've kind of saw early on that they dropped a couple of like bad ones and I honestly was just kind of like well they're going to be bad again but they've kind of rallied a little bit. They got a couple of guards. He he was right that Brooks, um, what is Brooks's name? Is it Brooks Thompson? But anyway, they're they're point, a couple of their guards are playing a lot better, and so I think we had pretty much said good night to the Oklahoma State Cowboys for the year. I think they are playing better. Are they great? No. Are they a team you know that could jump up and bite you on the road? Absolutely. Absolutely, that's the case. But, uh, Aaron, I just have to start today's show by admitting that Oklahoma State kind of pointing their season in the right direction had escaped me. (laughs) Had you realized the Pokes were playing better basketball? No, and that's because that winning streak is over some pretty mediocre to bad teams. Mm, So mm. let's see how they match up with Baylor tomorrow. I think we'll get a better idea of how much they've improved. Yeah, and we'll see where the Bears are in the whole proceedings. I think we went from thinking, hey, is this a top-five team, to thinking, oof. You know, a couple of – they played better against Duke, played really poorly against Michigan State, and were brought back down to earth. So it went from us thinking, hey, top-five team, you know, maybe a Final Four team to like, oof. Okay, now they dropped back down to 18 in the rankings – I think probably they're somewhere in between. Do I think right now that this team could make it through to the Sweet 16? I do. I do think the talent's there. I I think we were probably getting a little ahead of ourselves. Now, looking back, Aaron, based on, you know, we didn't know 
whether Auburn was any good. Um, who else did they play? Florida. I don't think we had a great feel for how those teams were. Seton Hall. And Seton Hall, same way. And they took they really took care of those teams. And and now, I mean, I I will have to look back, Aaron. Auburn may be okay. Florida could end up having a decent season. I mean, some of those wins will be fine. Um, Seton Hall's beating Providence and uh, defending national champion UConn. See, there you go. And 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 honestly, in that game, as I recall, Aaron, they kind of hung around for a while, but really weren't much in the game in the second half. Seton Hall might have gotten it to within six or seven points at some point in the second half, but the Bears controlled that game. And that's our old buddy Aaron uh, Shaheen Holloway from St. Peter's. Uh, was coaching at St. Peter's, played at Seton Hall. He's now coach, the head coach at Seton Hall. Aaron, I also wanted to start today by catching people up on where the Cowboys are for their big game in Washington. It is a huge game. I mean, you can. I mean, I know Washington looks awful. Aaron, I I am the rare guy that still kind of goes to the bank. I like to pull up to the bank, especially Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor, of course. But I like to kind of pull up to a bank, see what's going on. And, Aaron, I've got a, a guy that's a teller, and I won't say which bank. It's not C&B. I, I bank at a couple of different places. Um, Aaron, who likes he likes to, to, to talk about the lines for games. And he, he told me, he said, yeah, yeah, I got the Cowboys, um, you know. And I said, well, what's the line? What's the latest line? <laughs> he said, oh, I think it's four. I said, boy, you better take another Look at that. That doesn't <laughs> sound right number. to me at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he looked it up quickly and said, no, no, I'm seeing 13. And, um, yeah, Aaron, it things as high as 13 or 14. Cowboys favored. I Could the Cowboys screw this up? Yes, they could. Absolutely. They could go to Washington and mess this up. Um, Aaron, questionable game status as of fri- as of today. Dorrance Armstrong uh, was limited in practice today. His game status questionable. Biotish did not practice. His status questionable. Uh, Rico Dowdle, full practice. That's good. Adoga uh, did not practice. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. Adoga did. He was full. Um, I'm seeing if any any of these others would. uh, Okay, yes. Jonathan Hankins. Limited and is listed as questionable. Molly Cooker, the safety, limited and questionable. Tyler Smith, the starting guard, uh, continues uh, not to practice and is listed as questionable. And then Wanye Thomas, who I like, who's really kind of stepped up and helped the Cowboys, especially on special teams, is questionable and was limited in practice today. Aaron, I think that kind of ca- you know catches everybody who is at least kind of on the list um and so the cowboys will go in there i mean i think if they can rest people they would but you have to go for the win in this one and uh uh you know micah has been commenting in the, over the last 24 hours micah parsons and 
Um, you know, obviously the Cowboys are expected to win. Micah was quoted saying it shouldn't be about confidence. We're a week away from the playoffs. I'm tired of learning and growing. It should just be about dominating and playing great football. Whoa. All right. I kind of like that. I kind of like tired of growing and learning. Um, also said, uh, um, and, and apparently he's, Aaron, he's got, um, he's not pleased with his sack number. He had 13 sacks his rookie year and 13 and a half last season. He has 13 sacks with one game remaining, to which he said, at this point, it's by any means necessary. He said he, he, uh, he's not pleased with that number. He said, I might jump off sides twice this week. Something has to change. Something, it's coming. It's coming for sure. Aaron, do you recall him jumping off sides at a very inopportune time against the Detroit Lions when they were going for two from the seven-yard line? I do remember that. Luckily, uh, Detroit's head coach doesn't understand probability and, and, you know, decreasing win percentage when you're going for it on fourth down. And it didn't really matter. Um, but it could have. It could have been very costly. Yeah, it, it very much could have. Um, let's see. It said a big game on the stat sheet could also lead to Parsons earning NFL Defensive Player of the Year honors, an award he has finished second for his first two years. Uh, T.J. Watt won it in 2021. 49ers deep defensive end Nick Bosa won it last season. Um, it's a three-player race heading into Week 18. Miles Garrett is the favorite, Aaron, followed by Parsons at plus 300 and Watt at plus 400. The next best odds belong to Raiders edge rusher Max Crosby. They're not going to give it to a team that missed the playoffs by 10 games. <laughs> um, has Parsons done enough this season to finally win the award? He says, I don't know. I think I put up a good fight against some great guys across the league. I think it's going to be a good battle. Either way I look at it, I understand how disruptive guys like Miles TJ and whoever else is in the running I get to watch those guys I think Max Crosby had a great year that might have gone overlooked because his team might not be a playoff team there's always discrepancies to who they think should get it and base it off of teams and things like that you always got to deal with those types of implications too Aaron I think if they gave it for the player that mo- that that teams worry about the most, Micah might get it. Um, but I think with the year Cleveland's had and and Miles Garrett standing in the league and the numbers that he's put up, he's probably going to end up getting it. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that would be appropriate? for Miles Garrett to win defensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean it's really close and but I think so. Um and he's, you know, 
all the talk about Micah Parsons constantly being held, he goes through the same thing, or else his sack numbers would be even better, just like Micah's would if, if they would call more holding against mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. offensive lineman he's facing. He's been phenomenal this year, um, and honestly, a little bit better than Micah Parsons. It pains me to say that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, here's the deal, Aaron. The Commanders, the Cowboys need a win. The Commanders need a loss. Now, they are uniquely qualified for getting that loss. I mean, this is a, it's a good, this is a team that's really good at getting losses. The four-win Commanders could lock up the second overall pick in the draft with a loss. Um, Cowboys... Aaron, if they lose and Philly beats the Giants, Cowboys would drop to the number five seed. Right now they have a chance to win and be the two seed. I mean, I, I Aaron, I, I, it's amazing what's on the line and, and the home field advantage when, when, they, when it feels like they've kind of screwed around this year. I mean, they're about to win 12 games. And be twelve of five and five again, and Aaron. If they lost, which I don't think they will. I mean, I even the Cowboys. I think will find a way to beat those dreaded Commanders, the hated Commanders. Um, Aaron, if they did lose this game to Washington, they re- they would finish the regular season three and six on the road. I mean, can you really be considered? Like a really good NFL team if you go three and six on the road? I don't think so. And I think you would enter. So this is a big boomer bust game. I mean, I, I, I like it. Now, I also like the fact, Aaron, that the Cowboys specialists are all over the Pro Bowl. Aubrey and Anger. I mean, that's kind of cool. And um, But, again, Aaron, the Dallas, the 12, the 3-12 win seasons in a row that they've had, it hasn't happened, Aaron, since the Cowboys did it in 93, 94, and 95. Could this coach win three straight, three consecutive 12-win seasons and get fired? I think the answer is yes. I mean, I think if they went out and lost against the – you know, who's sneaking in here, Aaron? The Packers. If the Cowboys lost that opening home playoff game to the Packers, I think Mike McCarthy could get fired. Um, two of those 12-win teams back in the 90s ended with Super Bowl victories. All three of those teams in 93, 94, 95, famously, Aaron, um, at least reached the NFC Championship game. I, I, It's just hard. It's amazing, Aaron, to be at another juncture like this and be talking about a team <clears throat> getting ready to have their third straight 12-win season and to feel like a first-round playoff exit would not be that shocking. I guess the only shocking thing about it would be, Aaron, that it would mean losing a game at home because this team has now won, Aaron, correct me if I have this wrong, 16 consecutive home wins. 
I mean, you got to go way back. You got to go way back for something like that. Probably to one of those '90s teams. I don't have that one in front of me because I, I, I saw it the other day, and now I can't think of it. What what year? You know, when was the last time the Cowboys won 16 straight? It has to be in one of those '90s teams. Aaron, so, like, isn't that weird to say it would be shocking for them to lose a playoff game at home, but it wouldn't be shocking, right? It's sort of both. Shocking in the context of they don't lose at home anymore, but not shocking in the context of who this team has been over the years. So, I mean, it really kind of, to me, could go – Either way, Aaron, would you feel comfortable, given how great the Cowboys played at home uh, over the past, you know, 16, uh, those home games, that, that streak they have, would you feel pretty comfortable with their chances against, like, the Packers or whoever they'll face in that opening round game? Yeah, I would. I think that okay. the, the home success is much more recent, whereas the, the playoff success, may, or lack thereof, maybe in the back of their mind, but... They have been unbeatable at home the last two years, and I think I don't think you just lose that because it's a playoff game. Okay, very very interesting. Um, all right, it is. Uh, we've got we got a ton of stuff coming up for you today. We may go to San Antonio and check in on this Under Armour All American. You got a game coming up tomorrow. You've had the combine for players from you know, like juniors and all those players. And then you've had, uh, I mean, this is a huge kind of like thing for, you know, college uh, recruiters to see. you got the 2025 players. And then you have your players involved in this game that uh, or have been in these practices this week that have already committed to places. And then Aaron also uh, reached out to Derek Lagway today, his son DJ Lagway won the Gatorade National Player of the Year, former Baylor player whose son is uh, committed to Florida to play. And the young man, DJ Lagway, finishes, uh, and he's the Gatorade National Football Player of the Year from Willis, Texas. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. You know, and Aaron, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to, I mean, that's pretty cool of the young man to stick with Florida when everybody was abandoning the Gators. This guy, I mean, I think it was Bama. Somebody was closing on him late, probably Bama. I think it might have been. And he stuck with his commitment to Florida. In this, in this, you know, era of everybody hitting the portal, and maybe he will someday. Who knows? But I think that's kind of cool that he stuck. Oh, and Aaron, I just saw another Oregon quarterback has gone in the portal. So they got people coming in. They got two major quarterbacks coming in. Then they have Novasad, who Baylor fans will remember, but they have a former five-star quarterback, I think, who was on their roster, and he's out. He's just left. And then Maryland's quarterback, uh, Tua's younger brother, has hit the portal. And, and this is one of my favorite stories of the day, Aaron. Even even like on three and whoever covers this stuff, twenty four seven, two four seven. Even their report, they, they say they that it's not clear whether he has any eligibility left or not to be in the portal. He's gone in the portal. 
but nobody knows if he truly has any eligibility left. Now, he'll probably end up going into the draft. But I love the fact that you can now go into the portal and have a, even the portal experts, Aaron, are like, it's unclear whether or not he has any eligibility left. <laughs> These things are very uh, strange. All right, um, we will uh, we'll kind of get you updated, and we'll start to uh, look ahead at this weekend, some big college basketball ahead, uh, and, and we'll start looking forward also to this national championship game. I have I have been looking at this thing from every angle. I'm fascinated with us. All of that coming up next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Only heard here. Snap to Prescott standing and looking and throwing right. All season. Brandon Cooks! Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2, here on ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer 
Boys.com. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Man, I just don't want to talk over that song. Just keep that going there and just power that. I mean, I just kind of, <clears throat> that that right there is what I need on a, on a dark, cold, damp Friday afternoon. Oh, waiting for the weekend. Oh, it's gone away, sadly. It's a short, I, uh, a short bumper version. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. Don't let it go. Um, and Aaron, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of starting to act. Something's trying to like come back and get after me a little bit. But I'll fight it off. All right. This is that time of year, man. All this weird weather changes, just wreaking havoc with all of us. And uh, man, that's a that's a good deal, Aaron. We got a um, I, I if I and I'll you know the uh, I'll I'll send that thing from yesterday. But if you can grab my birthday, my little birthday shout out to Dad. I think it was the one part of the show he missed <laughs> yesterday. I'm kind of I was kind of bummed to hear that, but a big time shout out to my dad for his birthday. Yesterday we've been we continue to celebrate. We're going to celebrate tomorrow, and so that'll be exciting. Birthday number seventy six. Good number, strong number. Seventy six is kind of the. I think we say seventy six is the new sixty six, something like that. So these are good times. All right, Aaron. Um, you know this basketball. Isn't that weird? That it's like, you know how it just felt like. We were opening something and having this huge grand opening, and it almost felt like, well, I'm having a hard time getting it through my head that they're just going to keep playing games there. You know, it felt like such a momentous occasion. We all gathered, oh, this huge grand opening, and now, like, you settle in. Like, I was just looking. I mean, I think the Cougars are coming to town on the women's side. I mean, this is... This is crazy. I mean, it's just like game one game after the next. 
at the gorgeous new Foster Pavilion. And Aaron, I have not studied. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I just have not put on my scouting hat. You, you obviously are very connected to U of H's men's program, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit. I have not looked to see the men's program is great, it's like a top five program, and it's something we always have our eyes on. Um, the women's program, Aaron. Of course, we've got. Let's see. The the uh, so the U of H women will arrive. Um, Aaron, I'm looking. They ooh, yeah. They've t- it looks like I'm looking back at uh, let's see Wednesday slate of games, and they took one on the chin in a big way. Uh, number eleven K State dropped the hammer on them. Now they've beaten Rice. Ooh, Washington State. Aaron, I like, I like the chances. You, now, this is a true trap game, though, because this is a, this is a game where you've just had a nice TCU was chirping. You dropped the hammer on them, but Houston comes in here, and that's a that they're coming off a mighty loss. They lost by about fifty. That that's a rough that's a rough team. Aaron, any uh, any scouting? Do you, have you watched this U of H women's team over the years at all? Anything to share on that front? No, I, I don't keep up with the women's program. No reason to, really. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll we'll now dig in a little on bit them, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that they're in, no, I like that. No reason to. <laughs> they're playing us. We gotta. We're playing the Bears. We'll start looking at things, but uh, so far. They have been a little on the uh, on the shaky side, and um, that'll be interesting to see how the Bears do. Now, the men go to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, under Mike Boynton, has been a grab bag. The moments where they, they, they had uh, Cade Cunningham, um, great player a few years ago, became the – number one overall pick in the NBA. They were on some kind of silly probation where they couldn't do, uh, you know, postseason stuff. But he went there anywhere, had a really good year. And, in fact, I think that season, one of those seasons, did they get to play in the the Big 12 tournament, Aaron? I think they may have, and I think they may have beaten the Bears in one of those Big 12 tournament games. It, It was either that year or the year after it. Boynton is got great energy. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's a really good motivator. He he has not won enough to stay there long term. In fact, the coach that got fired before him, quite honestly, was more impressive in, in terms of wins and losses. And I'm talking about Travis Ford than what we've had, we've seen with Mike Boynton. I love I love the guy. I like when he got kicked out of a game at the Farrell Center, how he went over as he was leaving the, the arena. He went over and he shook hands with, uh, with Coach Drew and the Baylor coaching staff. I mean, he's a, he's a cool dude. Um, they just haven't won at the rate they need to win. That is a proud program. That, that is a, a knockdown, dragout um, 
uh, a, a school that has cared very much about basketball over the years, and they're just not in a great place right now under Coach Boynton. They that would be a big win for them to knock out number eighteen Baylor. That's a tough place to win because much like what we're hoping with the new Foster Pavilion, what they did with Gallagher Iba. Now I think you can get more people in there, like maybe ten or eleven thousand than at the pavilion. Oh, by the way, Aaron, on the air yesterday, I said Rupp Arena had could hold like nineteen or twenty. And, boy, someone quickly corrected me on social media and said it was 24000 Well, it turns out that, Aaron, a couple of years ago, they, for whatever reason, did some things to it to help the seating, and they lowered it down to 20500 So I was kind of in the ballpark. All right? But, boy, somebody's always listening, and I love that, Aaron. I don't mind being corrected on social media but in this case i think i was almost right but boy somebody came and they didn't do it in a rude way but they just kind of went public and said mosley no it's twenty four thousand. aaron you and i were talking about our favorite arenas i would say in the big 12 the arenas i would like to experience number one fog the fog Fog Allen, um, and again, we're not we're leaving out the new Foster Pavilion because we've experienced that. Aaron's still waiting to, but we'll leave Baylor out of this. Aaron, I would rank it Fog. I know you would do, do the same. Now, after that, it gets interesting. I, I certainly want to see what Mac Rhodes and his group did with what we used to call the Hoffines Pavilion in Houston. It's now, I think, the Fertitta Center or something. I'm sure Tillman gave a ton of money for that. I'd love to see what Houston has done with its arena. But I wouldn't put that one. I would put, I would go, I'd probably go Hilton. I'd like to see a game at Hilton Coliseum, Iowa State. Then I would go Octagon of Doom to go see Jerome Tang and all the Kansas State people. So I would go Fog, Hilton, Octagon of Doom, Kansas State. And then, Aaron, I might – who am I missing? I don't really – I kind of – I mean, the, the, the Mountaineers scare me a little bit because they were so mean to uh, Jalen Bridges. Like, there's part of me that would like to see a game there. I do think they show up. So I'll put that fourth. I'll put whatever they call that, Pulusker – no, that's the football stadium. Milan Pusker, whatever they call their place, the West Virginia uh, arena. So that would be fourth. Aaron, where would you go from there? Oh, I, I think maybe before West Virginia, I would put Gallagher Iba. See, I would put Moody higher. Mm, it's because new, it's the but... new, the new, you want to see the new, the new Texas arena. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that really. It's funny, I, I still in my mind see the drum there. So I hadn't really thought. That's a good one, Aaron. Moody, get Moody in there. And what about these new ones, Aaron? Which of, I think, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, let's not include the new four. Let's just include, well, the brand new four that will come next year. Let's include the latest four. Be, how would you rank wanting to see the arenas? I think I would go... Um. I would, I would probably. I don't really have any desire to see where UCF plays. 
I haven't really heard anything about it to make me think that would be great. I think Cincinnati would be interesting just because they have great history. I don't have a great feel for like the I forget what their arena's name, but I do have some interest in Cincinnati. Um, I cert- so I would go BYU first, then Houston's, whatever Hall finds is now. I guess it's the Fertitta something, Fertitta, whatever they call it. Um, I think I would go BYU one because I, I got to say the our LDS friends are loud and they're kind of like the Baptists. The Baptists do not show up lubed up. Like I would say, Aaron, if I did a if seventy five hundred Baylor fans showed up the other night, let's call it seventy five hundred. How many of those people had had a drink before the game? I would say only about five hundred of the seventy five hundred had had a drink at BYU. Let's say that place holds like twelve or thirteen thousand. I bet it's about the same number. About five hundred people will show up with a drink in their in their belly. Like at, at the University of Houston, Aaron, I would say, let's say it holds eight to nine thousand. I bet half of them have had a drink before the game. <laughs> do you like this exercise, Aaron? <laughs> do you do you like my math? Like, do you think that's a think fair number, close, yeah. or do you think the Baptists are a little higher? You think a thousand of the seventy-five hundred? No, I, I being being a drunk for twenty years and working as a bartender for ten more, um, I, I've got a pretty good eye for people that have been drinking, where most yeah. where a lot of people wouldn't notice. I would, and I just hardly ever notice it at a Baylor sporting event. Sometimes uh-huh. at football, obviously, but I don't go to a lot of football yeah. games. But I. I don't. I can't. Rec- maybe once in all of the men's and women's basketball games that I went to, that I noticed somebody that was obviously intoxicated, and that's do over thirty think, years. Aaron, do you think this Baylor football season caused any drinking issues? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh goodness! Okay. Um, well, the Bears are. I mean, I, I, I just – today, even, Aaron, uh, we, we I got some football stuff I want to share when we get to Campus Confidential. Like, I do kind of – I here one shocking note, Aaron. Two, may, two Big 12 teams, and both of them might surprise you, have, have shown up on ESPN's top ten portal football teams in the football rankings. Two Big 12 teams. I'm not talking about – I'm I've like I've already said goodbye to Texas and Oklahoma. I'm not including them unless it's basketball because they're still in basketball. Football, they're dead to us. Texas and Oklahoma, we'll still talk about them occasionally because we got a bunch of Longhorn and Sooners fans who listen to us. But in a lot of ways, they are dead to us. Oh, Aaron, have you ever had any interest in seeing the Lloyd? Noble Center, where OU plays basketball games. I got to say, from watching it on TV, I just kind of like, I have a real kind of like a blah feeling toward it. Yeah, but I could play poker on the way back, so that wouldn't be a bad trip, weekend trip. Mm -hmm. Go up there on the way back, play a little poker. I would say I would way rather see a Gallagher-Iba. In fact, I would put Gallagher-Iba... After the fog, I might put Gallagher Iba ahead of the Octagon of Doom. 
I might move Gallagher Iba into third, right behind Hilton Coliseum, and then move the Octagon of Doom. I I get the sense that Kansas, although Aaron, I will say, what a crowd they have. Like Jerome, and I. By the way, I've been kind of impressed, and I, I almost it's almost kind of humorous. Jake has said it on our show yesterday, and Scott Drew said it the other night. Like they're just they're not holding back. And I get that they're in love with this new place, but I kind of I kind of have a chuckle when I hear them say we finally have a home court advantage. I didn't expect. I thought they might hold a thought for the old feral. You know what I mean? Kind of soft shoe it a little bit, and and they're not. Like Scott's basically just straight up saying we finally have a home court advantage. Tell us how you really feel about the feral center, Scott. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're still going to do things in the feral, aren't we, uh, Aaron? We've got some volleyball going on over there. We'll have some tumbling, mm-hmm. some acro acrobatics and tumbling. I mean, I don't want to completely shut the door on uh, our beloved. And, and shout out to uh, Coach McGuire, Ryan McGuire. He's a, he is a regular listener to our show. And... Um, I don't know if he wants that pointed out, but I I'm going to go ahead and do that for him. He's a because you know who's listening, Aaron, because there's a few coaches that catch me and you know like if I say something they'll correct me. Hoot's a big listener. Um, Glenn uh, Glenn's a huge listener, the Baylor softball coach, and I would say Mike McGraw's a big listener, the the Baylor men's golf coach, and then Coach Peterson on the. Uh, the men's basketball. I think he might be our most devoted listener. And I got to see him before the game the other night. That was a lot. That was really cool. In fact, Aaron, he's the one who told me how much he loved Campus Confidential. You know a coach is being honest when they start mentioning daily segments. <laughs> All right. Um, it is uh, It is time for a little something we call the NFL Blitz. That is next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. 
Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back. Glad you just continue to stay through it. Boy, that was fun, by the way, Aaron. I was just uh, hearing, uh, not not fun to hear my voice. (laughs) It was just fun to hear 
and know that Element Hotel, Waco's Element Hotel, is continuing on with us. Um, we just uh, signed an extension, and uh, I love that hotel right off the circle and beautiful bar inside there. Aaron was just talking about how he bartended for many years, and it's a gorgeous bar. And uh, the heated outdoor pool and the hot tub, the whole jacuzzi, everything, and then gorgeous rooms. I stayed there before one of the big-time, uh, like, parents' weekend uh, game just to kind of see what it was like, and I just loved it. Uh, so it's uh, it's a big-time Weston. I mean, it's uh, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So great to have them back with us. And, of course, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, one of the great independently owned banks in the country. Okay, uh, Aaron, what do we have in our uh, in our NFL Blitz package? We'll start with tomorrow's games, two on the Saturday slate, and they both have playoff implications, especially the night game between the Texans as they're on the road to take on the Colts. That's a 7-15 kick on ESPN. That is a winner-gets-in playoff, play-in game for the playoffs, so basically a playoff game. It's whoever wins that game will get a spot in the playoffs. The early game features Baltimore, who has locked up the number one seed and will be resting a lot of starters as they host the Steelers, who still can make the playoffs. Actually, they have a pretty decent shot uh, of making the playoffs. If they can win this game, they they can win. If they win, they can uh, still make the playoffs if the Colts and the Texans tie. Probably not going to happen, but... Uh, they can get they get in with a Buffalo loss, which is possible playing Miami. They get in with a Jaguars loss or tie, which could happen, as I'll talk about in my next story. If they tie somehow and the Colts and Texans don't tie and the Jaguars lose. But basically if <laughs> Buffalo or Jacksonville lose and and the Steelers can win tomorrow, they are in. And Jacksonville may be without their starting quarterback. The Jaguars Today, said uh, their coach, Doug Peterson, said he needs to see Trevor Lawrence throw the ball a little harder in practice to test his <laughs> AC joint and a decision to start Lawrence against the Titans on Sunday could go all the way up until kickoff. Don't, don't you, it almost sounds like a pitching coach with a with a like one of those velocity guns, you know, out <laughs> right. there like, OK, Trevor, bring it again. Let's see <laughs> if we can get it up over 90. Let's get your velocity up. Poor Trevor's just out there playing burnout, trying to show to the coach. Look, coach, I can throw it. I can throw it hard. It's the NFL. We'll be watching. I'll be watching college basketball. <laughs> First slate of Me too. Big 12 games, and I'm going to have a lot of that on, and I'll be watching the Bears versus Oklahoma State. Aaron, I do think that's an ESPN Plus broadcast, and while I like our home ones, just because that usually means John in the preseason and then whoever they give us during the conference slate. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we've the, the uh, Oklahoma State feed, Aaron, where they put their camera, it's just like what we've been talking about. It's a steep angle, and it's very far away. So uh, we'll uh, take a peek at that. Aaron, you know that weird discussion we were having? I, th- I think people actually kind of like that discussion where – I tried to guess how many people at certain arenas have at least one drink before they arrive at the arena. My guess for the Baylor game the other night, 7,500 fans that 
uh, about 500 people had a drink. About 500 people had a drink. And uh, uh, a Southwest Texas State graduate, of course, they're now Texas State. Sean Hunt, Aaron checked in. He said his guess for Texas State games was 100%. <laughs> so he thought it was pretty good. He thought they had 100%. I think it's probably, if we're going to be serious about it, a Texas State basketball game. Now, I don't even know if they know to show up for a basketball game. I, has Texas State ever been good at basketball, Aaron? Uh-oh. Sean's about to educate me. Now Now I'll find out how many championship uh, games they've won. I would say it's about 50%. About 50%. About 50 to 60%. Now, what about Duke games? Aaron? I would say, let's say Duke holds, what do we determine here, about 9,300 people mm-hmm. or 9,600. Here, you know, you're going to think I'm, I think it's only about, it's a Methodist and they do like to drink. I would say, or they drink more openly than Baptists, I should say. I would say it's only about 15 to 20% have had a drink. Part of this is because, Aaron, I don't think those students who camp out overnight trying to get their seats really have access to alcohol. And I, maybe I'm being too naive, but I'm not sure you could be out there camped out of uh, whatever that place, Cameron Indoor, with alcohol. So that's my guess, Aaron, 15, I'd say about 15%. All right, Aaron, what else do we have in Campus Confidential? Cowboys also with a huge game this weekend. They uh, travel to D.C. to take on the Commanders. They win. They will win the NFC East and lock up the number two seed in the NFL playoffs. Today's practice report, Dorrance Armstrong, back to a limited participation in practice today, listed as questionable. Tyler Biotis added to the injury report, did not practice, listed as questionable with illness. Rico Dowdle back to full practice, as was uh, Chuma Idoga. Jonathan Hankins and Malik Hooker were both limited today and questionable and uh Tyler Smith did not practice today. Yeah, um, that's going to be interesting up there in Washington. They've traded away most of their pass rush, haven't they, Aaron? Yeah, and uh, they've got a ton (laughs) of injuries, including one of their starting defensive ends probably isn't going to play. Yeah, I mean, whoever was like their best player, remember we used to celebrate him. He was a... He's a young guy. Was it Chase Young? Chase Young. Remember how awesome he was, and and he just looked awesome. You know, he's a tall, uh, just a you know, just an awesome looking player. And of course, they traded him. Where did he end up? Forty uh, ers <laughs> hasn't done much either, <laughs> or at least what I've seen. Everybody associated with Washington has been ruined. Now, where did the other guy end up, though? I think the other guy they traded did do Fine. okay. Yeah, Montez Sweat uh, got traded to the Bears. Yeah, I think he's been okay. Yeah, I think Montez went in there and did some good things. And uh, Montez Sweat, um, yeah, that was some, that was a big time. But but yeah, Washington banged up. And again, Aaron, they need Cowboys. I mean, it's not. Somebody said the other day, it's a must win. I don't think we can say that but it, you desperately want to win because you get home field advantage 
at least through the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. Now, Aaron, help me on this. In the old days, before they expanded the playoffs, would these first two seeds both get a a free, you know, a weekend off and and go straight to the divisional round? Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right because it was six teams and then the other four played their way into the game with them. I mean, I, 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 a part of me, it's kind of like baseball. Like, I, it's kind of fun to get more people involved. But some years, Aaron, you get the wrong people involved, right? And, and I mean, I guess it does make it more entertaining down the stretch to have all these teams who are in the running for a playoff spot. I kind of get that. But you also get some kind of real average and mediocre teams into the playoffs. And, you know, Cowboys are going to play the Packers or whoever in the first round. And it'll be good for the Cowboys if they're playing a bad team. But at the same time, it's like, is it good for the overall product? And, of course, Aaron, what are, they, what are you always going to do? Not you, but anybody. They'll wave the TV ratings in our face, right? And I, I can't remember if I texted you that or not, Aaron. Somebody had, like, the, the top 100 most watched uh, TV events or, t- you know, TV shows of the year. Mm-hmm. And it was like... All 100 were either NFL or college football yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah, there are, no, there are no sitcoms like in the old days of, you know, Cheers and Home Improvement pulling, you know, 30 million viewers like the no. NFL did on Christmas weekend. No. Now, ABC is or whatever it's on now is coming back February 7th. With a show, Aaron, I don't know if you've watched it. I want, I want you to try it out if you haven't. February 7th, Abbott Elementary comes back. Great sitcom. Very, very funny. Funny. Uh, all the characters are great. Great writing. Very funny. Abbott Elementary. Have you seen it, Aaron? I have not. Okay. Give it a look. Give it a look. I, I guarantee you people on the text line are like right now like, yeah, Mosley. That's a great show. 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660 if you want to weigh in. And a lot of times we read your comments as you join us. Boy, a lot of y'all have been tweeting right at me. And that's fine. But I don't, I'm not checking Twitter like my mentions as quickly as Aaron is. So if you ever really need to get our attention immediately, don't come at my Twitter. Come at our text line, 254-662-1660. As we continue the NFL Blitz, I called it something else a minute ago, Aaron. But <laughs> right. let's uh, – let's, uh, well, you got one more for us? I do. Real quick before I do the last one, though, just to show you how ineffective Chase Young's been since the trade. Five games, he has five tackles, three assists, and one sack, which wasn't even a whole sack. It was a half a sack in two separate games, so he has not done much for the 49ers since being traded from the Commanders. Two of the Raiders' most high-profile players have come out in full support of Antonio Pierce, having the interim tag removed from his coaching title by team owner Mark Davis. Devontae Adams and Max Crosby both say that they want Pierce to be their head coach moving forward. Well, they played better. I mean, they got embarrassed 
I mean, you know, the Chargers got embarrassed, fired their coach. And I, I guess they played a little bit better, hadn't they, uh, Aaron, under the interim? Now, you would, because of fantasy, you would have followed the Raiders closer than I have. Mm-hmm. They did come out for Antonio and got one. Oh, they're the team that got the uh, Chargers coach fired, right? Yes. Didn't they come out and beat them like 63-7 to seven or oh, whatever? Oh, one of the ugliest games, yeah. NFL games I've seen in years. Yeah, right before Christmas, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, like a week before Christmas or something. It was like the 17th. Um, yeah, that's interesting to me. Aaron, has Antonio, have they played like a lot better? It does seem like the quarterback play has been better. Maybe that's just because he's healthier. I don't know. But has that team improved a lot under Pierce? I, I would say so, yeah. I mean, they're still, they've still got, don't have a ton of talent. And they uh, uh they still need a lot of help, but yeah, I mean, he's a, uh, you know, they're at least beating some teams that they're supposed to beat, and they've been pretty competitive um, since he took over. And they've beaten some teams that they weren't supposed to beat. They did beat the Chiefs, um, and they barely lost to the Colts. So that was after the 63 point <laughs> beatdown they put mm-hmm. on the uh, Las Vegas Chargers in his first week as interim head coach. They have Denver coming up Sunday. I think sometimes you can find your long-term answer as the interim. You've got to be careful. I mean, Cowboys did it with Garrett. He comes in. They fire Wade. Jerry did not want to do that, but he had to. The team had quit midway through that season or halfway through that season. And Garrett came in, kind of rallied the team. I mean, they weren't great, but let's say they went 4-3 and three the rest of the way or something along those lines or 5-4. and four. And uh, Garrett got the job. We just saw it happen in college football. They fired a guy. And uh, and did you notice, Aaron, that Boise State coach that got fired by our buddy Jeremiah Dickey, and they went with their interim because then they won. <laughs> Have we ever seen that, Aaron, a team fire a coach with like three or four games left in a season, and then that team wins the conference championship? Isn't that weird how that happened? Boise State goes and wins the uh, Mountain West Conference, and then they hire the interim coach as their long-term solution. And the guy that got fired is now the head. He's the defense coordinator at TCU, I believe. Oh, and Aaron, we do. I meant to say that off off the top today. I'm, I apologize. Um, and we'll. I tell you what, we'll talk about it. Baylor has a new tight ends coach and I think you'll find it I think you're going to find this a really interesting hire and fit and then I've got comments to share with you about him from Gary Patterson all that's next the flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas Hey folks, Garrett Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. Corio Health's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Mosley and uh, it is time to uh, continue our program. So much going on. Um, 
And there's a lot that we wanted uh, the Matt Mosley show, of course, with Aaron Sexton alongside. We've got Campus Confidential at 440. You'll hear from John Jacobs at the 5 o'clock hour getting you ready for Baylor and Oklahoma State. He always shares some really cool stories and some great insight on the team. Also, his thoughts on the new Foster Pavilion. I, I keep wanting to go as much as possible, not just because I cover some of the teams, but just to kind of take it in and notice new things about it. Because I think every time we go for a while, we're going to kind of notice something about it. Um, Aaron, the uh, uh, Baylor made a hire. And they announced a uh, that they have a uh, new tight ends coach, and it's Jarrett Anderson, and he was Aaron. He was from East Texas, I think. Played some maybe at Tyler JUCO back in the day, but he ends up joining and in, I think finished up at New Mexico, and ends up with Franchoni. Dennis Franchoni and Gary Patterson, and just stayed with them forever. Stayed with Gary, oh, going on 20, 25 years. It was unbelievable. And he's been at UTSA here recently, and the Bears have hired him as their tight end coach. So extremely experienced, a very versatile coach. Dave Aranda put out a statement uh, via Baylor Athletics and, and the, the crew over there, and said, we are very pleased to add Jarrett to our coaching staff. Jarrett has a great understanding of football in our state and has the respect of the Texas High School Coaches Association. He brings a vast knowledge of offensive football to our staff. Having coached a variety of position groups and having coordinated elite collegiate offenses he will be an immediate asset to our talented tight end room and our entire coaching staff now Aaron that tight end room is thinning out a little bit I, I we hadn't brought it up this week but I think I saw Jake Roberts went in the portal came in from UNT I liked him had some decent moments has has uh, left the building he's gone in the portal could this make him come back out of the portal? I don't know. I think it's a great tight ends coach. Drake Dabney. Drake, you could have waited for the guy who'd been at TCU forever. You didn't have to go to TCU, but he's already gone. He's landed in the portal at TCU, and hopefully he does fine there, but not against the Bears. Um, so Drake Dabney has left the building, but we still have some good tight ends. Big Kelsey, I think, still around. We have to look. Did Kelsey graduate? I'll have to look. I think Kelsey's still with it. Still around. Um, but there is uh, there is our man. And, um, Aaron, I kind of wanted – last night I wanted to see Jared Anderson. I wanted to see what Gary Patterson had to say, who'd had Jared around on his staff for many, many years. And, I mean, it's kind of interesting because at one point he was a co-offensive coordinator. One point he coached the offensive line. One point he coached the inside wide receivers. I, I don't know. I mean, Gary told me last night, he said, all my coaches had to be multidimensional. And I think that's what he thought of Jared Anderson. All right? So, and by the way, if you're wondering, well, when are we going to hear from some of these guys? I have requested, made the request, 
And, of course, Baylor will uh, coach Aranda and everybody will, will gather and decide when they want to make those folks available. And I hope, you know, I hope it's sooner rather than later, but we'll be patient. Um, I think Jake's Bavitol, we had a really nice back and forth with him at a news conference. I think Keenan Hall would be great to get on. Uh, the new O-line coach, I think Jared Anderson would be great to get on. So I am, just so you know, I am, I have requested and, uh, and Baylor will uh, hopefully be uh, making those folks, uh, putting those uh, folks on with us soon. I'll be excited to talk to them. All right. This is what Gary Patterson had to say about Jared Anderson. Great evaluator and recruiter grew up in East Texas. Good technique, scheme guy. Good special teams guy also. Now, the exclamation mark was after, uh, Aaron, after the great evaluator and recruiter, Gary gave it a big exclamation, all right? And then he also did that after good technique, scheme guy. Now, obviously, he had him for a long, long time. And uh, so we uh, welcome Jarrett Anderson to Waco. Aaron, I would say this is kind of an interesting staff in the fact that there's some good, um, there's some really good experience. And Spavitol's a young guy at age 38, but he's been coaching at a lot of different stops and has called a lot of offenses. So he's got plenty of experience. Um, yeah, I this Jarrett Anderson started out as a graduate assistant for TCU um, with Fran and then uh, all the way until Gary's time ended. Aaron, that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25-plus years that he had with those guys. So I, I think what, what happens is, you know, Aranda has huge respect for Patterson and that whole gang and what was going on over there and their coaching staff. And so they've known about Jarrett for years, and this is a good. Now, who does he replace? Well, Grimes, Jeff Grimes, who's now at Kansas, was the, the, the big tight ends guru. He loved tight ends, loved the old line, but he was kind of the tight ends guy. They were going to replace that with Sean Bell. Well, Sean Bell gets hired at the University of Houston um, to be on Willie Fritz's staff. And part of that is just the Bell family. I mean, Willie Fritz knew about Brian Bell from Brian Bell being such a great quarterback at Sam Houston. So there were some Sam Houston ties there. And that's how the Bell family left us, Aaron. They've gone out on their own. The Bell family has left the flock. And uh, Sean, you know, always welcome back. But uh, this will be, I think, a great experience for him to go go try it at a different school and, and just kind of see how things go. Um, Aaron, as we continue to do a little college football, but I, before I move on, Aaron, do you, I mean, to me, that was a, that, I mean, I, again, I'm not going to come on here saying, oh, horrible hire or great hire or whatever. I don't want to overdo it. But to me, this thing makes a lot of sense. Guy, it's been at a place for a long time, had a lot of success, has coached a lot of different positions, but most important of all those things I said, Aaron, was the thing Gary Patterson led with, which was great recruiter great recruiter and i think the things we miss sometimes i think we get in our minds that oh to be a great recruiter you got to be 
you know, in your tw- late 20s or mid-30s or, you know, young and, vi- you know, all that vibrant. Well, some of these older guys that have been around doing it for a while that are maybe in their early 50s, um, Aaron, still have plenty of energy, plenty of excitement. We joke about how, like, Pete Carroll is in his 70s now and still out throwing passes before ga- games, running around. I mean, all of that's kind of a state of mind. There's some of the best recruiters in in college football. I saw somewhere, Aaron, recently Trooper Taylor got hired. He played at Baylor. He's always thought to be, year after year after year, he's been thought to be one of the great recruiters in the country. And that's still the case. I wish I could tell you where Trooper just got hired recently, but I just it caught my attention. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Somebody brought in Trooper. Um, he's unreal. He's unreal as a recruiter. And Trooper would be 56, 57 years old by now, 58, you know, somewhere around there. And, I mean, he is I, – I, you'll, you'll be hard-pressed to ever find a better recruiter than that. But, Aaron, to me, the vast experience he had, both with TCU and his, his relationship to East Texas and recruiting – to me, that makes it. I, I think they ended up hitting a home run on this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And that is a uh, that is. I think this will be. Uh, I think this will be good. Okay. Um, we uh, uh, and also one bit of uh, news, and we'll get some of this into campus confidential. Um, the uh, uh, the Alabama, you know, obviously uh, uh, Tua's brother um, was was at Alabama at one point, transferred over to Maryland uh, before the 2020 season, and he is a nu- he is going for another transfer. Um, he has finished his fifth season of eligibility, however. He would need to get a waiver for a sixth year. I guess it's because he hasn't graduated from anywhere yet. It's unclear at this time whether he has been granted <laughs> that sixth year. I feel like I remember Maryland beating up on some team. Uh, the Mike Loxley, the Maryland coach, after the early signing period, talked about um, you know his situation at the time. He said. When he came to sit down and then he made the decision that he didn't want to play in the bowl game in an effort to pursue future opportunities, he said it was a pretty easy conversation because the mutual respect that was there. So Tua's younger brother has moved on, and we don't know if that's to the NFL or or what. But, uh, but anyway, uh, some interesting college nuggets right there as Baylor adds Jared Anderson to its tight ends room and the Maryland quarterback moves on uh and again there are other stops out there the big news yesterday was Ohio State bringing in Will Howard from uh Kansas State and they almost had to do it because they threw their apparent future starter into that bowl game against Missouri and he was not ready for prime time. Goes out there. I think his I think his name is Devin something. 
went out there at number 33 in that game, and he was a big fan of slinging Sammy Ball, which I thought was kind of fun, and they scored all of three points. <laughs> they finally replaced him late, but just had a poor game. And, of course, Ryan Day has some heat on him, even though he loses about one game a season. But he is facing heat going into uh, next season. I guess this year, Aaron, he ended up with two losses. But a lot of places that would be a great season to go, I don't know, 12-2 and two or 11-2. Or, or and two. And, of course, at Ohio State, that is a down season. All right, we will continue. I want to get you caught up as uh, the Cowboys close in on just a major opportunity. Uh, this could be a, this is a big win, a big game for them. Or, uh, we'll let you know, you know who's available and what this game would mean moving forward. That is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Only heard here. here. Snap to Prescott, standing and looking and throwing right. All season. Brandon Cooks! Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2, here on ESPN Central Texas. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. That is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And I've been kind of checking in at that combine going on in San Antonio, the Under Armour uh combine all these 2025 players a lot of people uh folks Baylor's interested in and uh there were some folks representing oh you know Aaron we had Tim Watkins on from 247 Will Turboff who writes for him is down there looking at some of the Baylor prospects uh Baylor's really gotten an early jump and appears to be ahead of the game in the 2025 recruiting and uh, this is a kind of a major event that happens. And then there's the Under Armour All-Star Game. And then throughout the week, they've had, like, practices for even some of the players that are, have already committed or signed with other schools. And, uh, in fact, six of those quarterbacks, one from Purdue, let's see, Hoss uh, uh, Haney, who's going to TCU, uh, Marcus Davila is headed to Purdue. At, he, at one point, he was headed to TCU. So, some recruits from across the country, so the, the most recent uh, signees as well as future signees. So it's a kind of a cool event that they do, and it's just a big combine, and I've been kind of taking a peek because I'm interested. And we may check in those. I was going to check in with somebody from there, but, boy, they're in the middle of it right now watching all the stuff. So I uh, we'll just let them for once, Aaron. I'm just going to let the young Will. I was going to see if he would jump on live. 
from that event. But let's let him let's let him look at his stuff, and we'll we'll uh, we'll be fine on that. Um, lots of uh, NFL news brewing, Aaron. I think I saw that Tyreek Hill was back at the um, uh, Dolphins facility, which is great. His he's been uh, hurt, but also lost part of his house in a fire earlier this week and that was kind of scary so that is uh that is good news uh that he's back and we'll see that's a big game they have in buffalo they really need him um we'll see how that uh, how that goes Aaron earlier today we were talking about you know how football obviously is just so huge when it comes to ratings and like the 100 most watched TV shows of the year were all either NFL or college football games. I mean, football just rules. And again, I love NBA. In fact, last night, Aaron, I'm watching and the Nuggets. Um, I mean, and you've seen it because I you were texting me the replay of it. But I was watching it live, and the Joker, um, Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic from um, from the Nuggets. At the very end, uh, Golden State choked away an 18-point lead, and Jokic ends the game. It's a tie game, and he rises from about 38 feet, and he and he knocks one in off the glass. I think it was 39 feet officially, and and the Nuggets win that game at the buzzer. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. But football gets you know obviously enormous, enormous ratings. Aaron, this is a, a nugget that I saw from earlier today that Sportico had. And they cover the business and they cover a lot of TV stuff. 11 of the 40 most watched TV broadcast in 2023 were Dallas Cowboys games. I mean, this is why, even if it's like the Commanders and the Cowboys, the Commanders are way out of it and, and they're favored to lose this game by two touchdowns that are predicted to the the Cowboys still they would all fight over having the Cowboys Aaron the Cowboys averaged 25.2 million viewers per game so just remarkable and um and then that, that list we've been seeing, Aaron, is the top 100 most watched U.S. TV broadcasts. The only other thing, Aaron, that I saw show up on the list, number 21, it says political programming. I don't know if that's a debate or I don't know what that was, but there was, there was one that stood out. And then the Academy Awards were the six that's this that was the 60th most watch US TV broadcast of 2023 then of course the uh lead out of the Super Bowl that was number 92 on the list but Aaron I'm looking at 100 so the only ones that one political thing which I'm not even maybe that was like maybe Does they gave say what to the election or something station no it just says number it just says you has a US flag and down below it says political programming Hmm. so that was the number 21 most watched but I I did think that was unbelievable that the Cowboys had 11 of the top 40 
in the average 21.2 million. It just shows you. Aaron, the at uh basketball just missed the cut. Which basketball game do you think almost made the cut? It was the 101st most watched broadcast Aaron of this of the year. That would be San Diego State and UConn in the national title game. The national title game on CBS could not make the top 100. It made the 101st spot. Aaron, Kentucky Derby, 149th. And um, in the 106th spot, uh, wait, it says the, um, let's see, NBC's coverage of the race segment of the 149th Kentucky Derby claim the 106th spot, while the NBA notched its biggest draw for Game 5 of the Heat Nuggets Finals. That was number 120 on the list. Um, and Aaron, the Masters, the last round, the final round of the Masters ended up 131st. <laughs> Just amazing. Um uh, the only, it says, outside of the usual non-sports outliers, the State of the Union Address, okay, Aaron, that's it, and the 97th Annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade were the only non-football um, outings to crack the top 50, while the Academy Awards clawed its way back into TV's upper echelon. Uh, so anyway, you have that. So kind of interesting Interesting notes um, there. Now, one thing we hadn't talked about, a lot about, Aaron, you, I think you've mentioned it earlier in the week, Lyle Collins is back with the Cowboys. He's signed to the practice squad. We'll see if they elevate him at some point. And he and Dak are very close. Um, the uh, He said the Cowboys recently reached out, and he responded, hey, let's make it happen. Let's go win this thing. He also was quoted saying, Right time, right place. I'm just ready to play ball again. I'm super excited. 2024 couldn't have started off any better. Looks good. Looks healthy. Looks like, I mean, honestly, looks kind of cut. Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's, you know, a great thing. Bring back Lyle Collins, see what he can do. Now, Aaron, interestingly, I don't always look at, like, who they end up replacing. They brought back Damian Wilson as well the former linebacker, but I just happened to see one of the players they cut off the practice squad, Aaron, a player we both know, Martavis Bryant, who was trying to resume his career as an NFL wide receiver after being out of the league for, what, Aaron, five years or something crazy like that? Yeah. It seemed like it was substance abuse or something. I can't remember why he was out. Of, I think that was it. Um, but he's been out of the league. He was the one they cut. So kind of sad there. Um, the other, only other thing was Dak that grabbed my attention. Dak said of, uh, cause he's now Aaron leading the league in touchdowns. And he was asked if there was any gratification going from, you know, answering all those interceptions last year. He said, no, not really. At that time last year, I knew this is who I am. Just as I talked about then. Some things were tough. Balls weren't going exactly where I wanted. Some crazy bounces here and there and some tight throws that were working in my favor. He said, then your occasional bad interception. For me, it was just about staying true to myself 
keep working and not allowing other people's opinions, critics really affect my game in the way that I approach this. Aaron, I think he's had he's he's probably not going to win the MVP. That'll probably be Lamar, but Dak overall has had a tremendous season, and I I, I would say though the only way he could quiet the critics, and he'll never completely quiet them, but would be to reach an NFC title game. I I don't even think you can totally get your name in the consideration as like oh this guy's. I mean, yeah, you can be up for an MVP, but in terms of, like, legacy-type things, Romo will always have a huge name with the Cowboys and a lot of records, and he makes tremendous money broadcasting. Maybe Dak will do that someday. But Romo will always be remembered for what he didn't do, more for than what he did do. And now Dak's entering into that realm of his career where he's 30 years old. He's been doing it for eight or nine seasons. So while he's put up tremendous numbers, everything's going to be weighed on on legacy-wise what he does in the postseason. And this year, Aaron, I would just say if the Cowboys somehow broke through, and there's a chance they can because the Eagles are playing poorly, their season's gone south, Honestly, the Niners took a step back recently. If the Cowboys made it to an NFC title game, I just think it cements Dak's legacy. And I think in that moment, Aaron, just by doing that, he would pass Tony Romo, if he hasn't already, in the minds and thoughts of all Cowboys fans. Do you agree or disagree? I uh... Man, I don't know. Uh, for me, I don't. I don't know. I, it's, I guess to some people, but I don't. It's close. Like, he's right there. I don't think people think about it too much anymore. But he's still got to win a couple more playoff games before people really get there, I think. Yeah. I I think. I think if if they return and he's the the you know obviously a major reason it would happen after whatever it is 28 years I think he would immediately I mean, it wouldn't even be a question um he would surpass Romo and and then he starts working on I still think it's funny that Danny White is considered like some kind of failure with the Cowboys when the fact is he went to three straight NFC title games and and you know it's 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 really unfair to him it was almost kind of like they were so great for so long and Roger was so beloved and great he followed the wrong guy in a in a sense you could have said it. Dak had the same thing happen, but I think Dak has now done enough. Now, what's funny is it doesn't matter whether he makes an NFC title game or not. He's going to end up getting enormous money. And so he will soon become the highest paid quarterback in all of football, no matter what he does. And while that sounds ridiculous and probably is ridiculous, that's just the economics. That's just the economics of the NFL and it's where he plays, and it's who he plays for. And Jerry, there's no, 
Like they're, they're they've they've always negotiated themselves into a corner when it comes to Dak. He had ultimate leverage on them even when he had a major major um, you know injury, and they still ended up even with that paying him record setting money, and he's about to get another big deal. But um, I I think. If the Cowboys can win this game against the Commanders, suddenly there is a path. There is a pretty clear path to the NFC title game. And I'm telling you, it would, the McCarthy talk, the Dak talk, the Jerry talk, if they somehow made it to the NFC title game, and then we'd get greedy and go, can they make it back to the Super Bowl? But it would be... It would be an enormous breakthrough for this organization and this team. All right, it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. We do it every day at 440. We're excited to share that with you. That is next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. CorioHealth's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Health Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton alongside as we continue on. Baylor and Oklahoma State tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and uh, that game will be right here on ESPN Central Texas 1:30 on the uh, the pregame, and then uh, boy, the Baylor women will be hosting the Cougars, and uh, that'll be exciting. So it's going to be a fun weekend of basketball. We've got two NFL games tomorrow, and then tons of college basketball as the men's slate of games gets going. Last night, a sprinkling of games. And I did notice that, I'm trying to remember, Arizona just lined up, killed somebody. Um, that was, I think, Colorado. They were playing the Buffs last night. So I was taking a peek at a couple of different things. I think the Zags took care of business uh, as college football kind of gets rolling. But I'm most excited about the opening of uh, Big 12 play. And uh, so I'll be kind of watching and monitoring all of that uh, tomorrow, as, as well as the uh, – the NFL. It is time for Campus Confidential brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet. You'll see Jim Turner's name right out there on the new Foster Pavilion. Uh, the concourse is named after the Turner family and uh, great to have him and, and love having Derek and Clay and the whole group out there in McGregor, Texas. Uh, Aaron, where do we start today in Campus Confidential? Better head coach Dave Aranda has finished 
filling out his staff for the upcoming season with the hiring of Jarrett Anderson as the team's new tight ends coach. Anderson spent 24 years at TCU as a position coach of several different offensive groups, five as co-defensive coordinator. Last year, Anderson was coach at UTSA and coached the offensive line with a three all-conference offensive linemen. All right. um, We've talked about this uh, earlier in the program. I'll tell you again, I – I talked with Gary Patterson. Aaron just mentioned it. He was with uh, um, Franchoni. He was uh, Jarrett finished up at New Mexico um, as a. Uh, I think he finished up his playing career there, and then he he was a boy GA at, at, with uh, Franchoni and Gary. That he stayed with Gary for many many years, and uh, between Franchoni and Gary, I think was with him for twenty five plus seasons. So. He's got a lot built up, known as a tremendous recruiter. Gary wanted everybody to be multidimensional, and that's part of the reason he coached the inside receivers at one point. I think from like 2001 to 2008 was a running backs coach. One point was a co-offensive coordinator, did a ton of stuff. I think became known as a, a very, very valuable recruiter. I think that'll be of tremendous interest to Dave Aranda as he continues. And I think Jarrett Anderson has a great relationship with high school coaches across the state. He's been doing it for a long time. Now he takes over tight ends. But I think, uh, you know, it's kind of like sometimes you hear people, I hear GMs say of NFL players or in the draft, we like position flex. They love these people that could play a couple of different. And it's the same thing. Basketball, football, all of this, it's its when you have a coach who can do some different things. He's also known as a really good special teams coach. So, you know, I think those are all areas Baylor will welcome help in. But uh, Jared Anderson is the Baylor's new tight ends coach, and he'll replace, you know, Jeff Grimes did some of that, and Sean Bell had been named the tight ends coach, but he is now the quarterback's coach at the University of Houston. So Jared Anderson takes over at Baylor. Former Baylor offensive coordinator and Tulsa head coach Philip Montgomery's tenure as Auburn offensive coordinator only lasted one season. Montgomery, who oversaw a unit that finished ranked nationally 90th in yards per game, 121st in passing and tied for 71st in scoring, at just 26.2 points per game. The team eclipsed 27 points only twice in their final 10 games. So Montgomery was let go, but he will get a uh, free free $1 million year of vacation as he has a guaranteed contract through the 2025 season at an annual salary of $1 million. Wow. I would I'd bring him in as an analyst. He used to be the offensive coordinator at Baylor um, and uh, called plays under Art Bryles back in the day um, would certainly be from some of the other branches and understand what uh, Spavital is trying to accomplish. But uh, he may want to, like you say, Aaron, just kind of take a little time and and um, and that'll be a lot of money coming in. But that's that's tough. That's a tough deal to get fired after one season. I know they weren't great. But boy, they had a bit. They had a huge problem at quarterback. 
they had a coach who's known as being an offensive-minded head coach. And, again, this is um, – and they're not the only one to do this, to have to fire a coach. It just, again, kind of late in the game. Aaron, if I had to guess, I would say Walker White, who uh, went to Auburn and is going to be uh, a true freshman quarterback for them, who's one of the quarterbacks at this Under Armour All-American game. I bet I bet Walker, when he was deciding where to go, you know, I would imagine um, Phillip was in the was in the deal. It just – in the mix it just doesn't really seem fair to have the early siding day bring all these kids in and then start firing the coaches who were recruiting them um seems a little late in the game and i'm sure there's somebody hearing this and going oh you're being naive mosley i it's i get it there's cutthroat a lot of this and i guess the uh, players finally have some avenues for moving around and that kind of thing but i do think aaron one of the things that you should be able to do is if your primary recruiter uh, gets fired and you've already signed in the early signing period, you should be able to change if you want to. I really believe that. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you, you're going to that school on the basis of someone who's no longer there, or uh-huh. part of it at least, usually a big yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah, these coaches, I mean, I used to kind of want to say, well, no, it's for the school. It's not for the coach. and. You know, the more you do this and the more you get to know, you know, how this process works, no, it's the huge relationships that they form with a coach. I mean, that's, you know, that's the whole reason, you know. I mean, again, when you see one of these guys flip or you see what will happen a lot of times is one of these assistant coaches will end up going to one of these other places and then they come and get the kid. And that's just because they have the huge relationship. And we'd all like to think, well, they know they come to Baylor because of the education they come to Baylor because of they want to be and hopefully some of that is part of it but these coaches play an enormous role in all this former Kansas State quarterback Will Howard told ESPN today he has verbally committed to transfer to Ohio State Howard led Kansas State to the Big 12 title in 2022 and gives the Buckeyes one of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal Howard went 12 and 5 as Kansas State starter in 2022 and 2023. He'll be a fifth-year senior with one year of eligibility remaining at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, isn't it weird that I mean, for a place that brings in all kinds of five stars, they find themselves you know, this late in the game, having to go find a quarterback. And, I mean, I like Will Howard a lot. But I think they thought that kid who started for him in the game uh, against Missouri was going to be in the mix, and maybe he still will battle. But now that Will Howard's coming over, maybe even some of those four and five stars or whoever they have left will even transfer out. I mean, I I feel a little bit bad, Aaron, for that kid that they'd all played up and thought, oh, this is going to be the future. And he goes out, and they score three points in one game against Missouri. He finally gets a chance, right? And he doesn't play particularly well. And they go right into the portal and go get this other quarterback. Um, Howard may be good there. I Aaron, Kyle McCord, who was their starter this season, ends up at where? Syracuse? Is that right? And Yes. That's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see 
how he does there. Um, he went on a podcast recently, and he basically just said, he said, um, he said, it's a business. At the end of the day, Ohio State had to make a business decision that they felt was best for them, and I had to do the same thing, McCord said. And unfortunately, I just wasn't meant it just wasn't meant to be for next year. But at the end of the day, I felt like I put together some solid games, had some good tape. So I was confident when I went in the portal, I would find a good home. I mean, I guess, Aaron, you have to hand it to Ohio State if they were up front with McCord. I mean, he lost one game, and it was to Michigan the whole season, put up some pretty good numbers. But from, from hearing his quotes – doesn't it sound like Ohio State just said, hey, buddy, and we're not telling. I mean, they didn't say he wasn't going to be the quarterback, but they didn't guarantee him anything. And so he left. So I I would say good on Ohio State for being upfront about it, if that's what is the case, and that's what it appears to me. Now, he went ahead and said of his trip to Syracuse, he said, Coach Fran Brown, I've known him since I was in middle school. I played football in South Jersey, and he's a South Jersey guy. So he was at Temple. So he was always local, and he told me when I was in seventh grade, I think he was like, you're going to be special, man. Whenever, wherever I am, I want to be your coach. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, and then a co- Coach Nixon, who used to be at Baylor, I think is going over to that staff as well. So very, very interesting how all of that came together. Oklahoma wasted no time finding a defensive coordinator after – Relieving Ted Roof of his duties yesterday, the new defensive coordinator for the Sooners, Jacksonville State defensive coordinator Zach Allen. He spent the last two seasons with the Gamecocks. This season allowed 21.2 points per game and went 9-4. and four. He also spent a year at Louisiana, as Louisiana Monroe's defensive coordinator and got his start, so not shocking, under Brent Venerables at mm-hmm. Clemson, where he served as a student assistant then a graduate assistant while Venerable was Clemson's defensive coordinator. Guess guess who told him, though, early on he wanted to get into coaching, Aaron. I was reading about this today. Our old friend Kevin Steele tried to talk him out of him and told him all the horrible things about <laughs> him and what all you'd have to go through. And, of course, Kevin had a rough experience at Baylor. Um, and everybody did when he was there. And <laughs> his, uh, his first – Steele's first assignment was apparently, you know, he would have to for meetings and I I can't even, maybe even for team dinners, whatever it was, this guy had to set up all the tables and the chairs for all of that. So, I mean, he started at a very low level, but he started working his way up and he got, he had Rich Rodriguez's attention they, they crossed each other's path at, I guess, Jackson State or wherever you were just talking about, Aaron, and said that he, he – I guess he watched him, what he did at halftime. And, you know, you can't – on the sideline in college, you can't lo- use all those tablets and stuff like the NFL. And they said they noticed at halftime, like, he had all this computer stuff out, and tablets, and, like, they're like, whoa, man, this kid's on top of it. Aaron, he is the new defense coordinator at Oklahoma – did you say how old he was? Did you notice how old he was? He is 
up there, 30 years old. 28. Oh, 28. I thought it was 30. Oh, wow. 28 years old. And he (laughs) is the new. I mean, again, I always try to think back like, you know, I think I was working my way up as a high school writer at the morning news, just trying to make my way in this world. Um, Wow. I mean, that is very impressive to have worked his way up. And, and interestingly, Aaron, at age 29, Coach Venables became the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma. That would have been 1999, wow. 24 years ago or 25 years ago. So whatever that, whatever that would make him, 25, you know, 54, 55 years old. So anyway, he was very young, and this guy is very young. I, you know, it'll be a fun story, Aaron, until like the first time they allow thirty or forty points, right? And then everybody will be like, "Well, in over his guy, head, he's in over his this head." Guy, <laughs> this guy stinks. Get him out of here. He's too young to have that position. What were they? Thinking? Way too young. Bring Roof back, even though he goes to the bathroom a lot during games. <laughs> I still think very unfair. Oh, such Ruth. a non-story. Nobody. You know? They made it a story, though. Like, yeah, it's like nobody keeps up with who goes to the bathroom during games. I'm glad they don't monitor me during games. I mean, I'm just walking around eating brownies and just, <laughs> I mean, that, if they put a cam on me during games, Aaron, you'd be shocked. Not Not how many times I go to the bathroom, by just like how many people I go to visit with. Then I walk around the stadium. I sit over there with family for a little bit. Then I go down to the Letterman's Lounge to see my parents. I mean, it would just be a camp. It would be a picture of me just kind of walking around the entire stadium the whole time. <laughs> and then at some point, I try to lock in and actually watch the game. <laughs> some point during that whole process. All right, uh, we do have the great John Jacobs, Baylor associate head men's coach for you in the five o'clock hour. Next, though, we'll get you caught up on uh, a couple of things happening in the NFL. Some big breaking news today uh, as we get you ready for an NFL weekend in college basketball. It's all coming up in the national title game Monday. It's all coming up next. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. 
Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. (laughs) 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is up, Matt Mosley? Getting you ready for the weekend. John Jake is coming up. Associate men's head coach. Bears have made their way to Stillwater. 
They'll get in there, get ready for a 2 o'clock game, get some shots up hopefully early in the morning or maybe some shots this evening. Uh, and uh, you just kind of get used to get get everybody ready for it. Um, I thought I think it's interesting, Aaron, that and Coach Jacobs will talk about this. But um, Jalen Bridges was asked by Coach Nunes to address the team and 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 kind of make them aware of what the Big Twelve is like as they get ready to embark on this. And what a good guy to do it! Had a couple of seasons at West Virginia has now in his second year uh, with the Bears. And so, you know, he's had it from two different schools in the Big 12. I think Coach Nunes did a nice job selecting the right person to hammer out a message like that. Aaron, I as we start, um, and, and I, I've been kind of monitoring, like I like some of the coverage. In fact, we might use the young Will Turboff a little bit. He's with 247, Aaron. And uh, Bears Illustrated, or Bear Illustrated with Tim Watkins and his crew. He's been down there at that All-American, Under Armour All-American. They're having like a combine and a ton of these Baylor targets for 2005 and 2026 are there. And um, I've kind of enjoyed watching a little bit of that and, and seeing what some of the linemen look like and seeing like who's offering. Baylor and Tech seem to be after the same kind of offensive lineman. That doesn't surprise me, really. Um, I, I saw something else I wanted to share, Aaron, today. Um, a player for Tech announced that he was leaving. And it was not your normal, you know how you read to the end to kind of see, like, okay, is he going to the NFL? Is he hitting the portal? And and this is that guy that did so much in the community. His name is Tony Bradford, Jr. He was a starting defensive tackle. And I always remember just seeing the coolest stuff, like the stuff he would do in the community. Well, his goodbye note was exactly what you think it would be. It was just him talking about all the people he loved and thanking his former coaches, former head coaches, uh, even from Kingsbury and Matt Wells. And Matt Wells has now made the move over to Kansas State. But, Aaron, he just said, at the very end, he said, uh, I'm not sure what God has planned for me. But I'm so grateful my last football game was wearing the red and black. Uh, I I pray I continue to, um, to make an impact in the community by beginning the journey of law enforcement soon. It has been a pleasure protecting the Jones, entertaining everyone with sacks <laughs> and TFL celebrations and serving you all as the mayor. They called him the mayor. He said, I hope I have made you all proud as a student, athlete, friend, and person. Aaron, I, this goes down as probably one of the more beloved players in Texas Tech history. We've talked about him uh, a little bit, but he's just a neat, neat person. And this was not about the portal or anything. This was about, you know, he, he's coming to grips with it. He's played his last game there. I think he's pretty much used up all, all his eligibility. Maybe he'll have a shot to play some pro football. But this was just a letter to the community. And I, every once in a while, there's a kid in the Big 12 that outside of Baylor who just grabs my attention as like an unbelievable person. And this guy did it. Tony Bradford Jr. And Aaron, you've seen stuff, I'm sure, on social media about him over the years. He's the guy at Christmas time. He shows up with like gifts for underprivileged kids. He's just a 
just a neat individual who's been one of the great Big 12 representatives. And so I just wanted to give him a shout-out. That's Tony Bradford, Jr., and then uh, Texas uh, Tech football responded with all the best, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for making West Texas better in every way. And I thought that was kind of neat as uh, as they did that. Now, Aaron, one other thing, and we got NFL news. We got some NFL news and nuggets to share, but I thought this was interesting. Speaking of Tech, I teased this earlier today, Aaron. Two Big 12 teams show up. And, again, we're not counting anymore Oklahoma and Texas. They're gone when it comes to football. Two teams showed up in the big in the uh, all-portal team. ESPN put its top ten in the country for best teams in the portal. Aaron, number six in the country, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And it, it talks about, you know, kind of what they added in, as far as some of their recruiting and all of that. I think this is about basically what's happened so far in the offseason. And Tech gets, and they mentioned Micah Hudson, one of our own, uh, from out Lake Belton. And they're number six in the top ten. And then all the transfers they had, Aaron, they got a big-time receiver from Washington State and then tight ends. Jalen Conyers and John Carlos Miller II. I thought our Big 12 fans and our Red Raiders would find that interesting. Also in the top 10, Aaron, of the best uh, portal people in the in the land, TCU ends up on the list. Top 10 in the country when it comes to the portal. I, I had thought they were doing okay. Um, I didn't know they were top 10 in the country good, but... Um, that is where it ends up, and um, and of course, Aaron, they mentioned, and it's not the only Big Twelve team. I'm now I, I said there were two. There's a third one. I'm just noticing, but they mentioned TCU bringing in offensive line additions: Cade Bennett, Carson Bruno, and then um, Tulsa safety Jace Oliver and former Tulane defensive lineman Devin uh, Deal. Uh, and then they got a linebacker from Cal. They also, of course, Aaron mentioned they led with Drake Dabney from Baylor. So they said TCU had the fourth best portal in the country. Texas Tech had the number six portal team in the country. Aaron, what other Big 12 team um, do you, I'll just say it's an incoming Big 12 team, do you think showed up on the list? Probably UCF. They've had a pretty good recruiting year. No, uh, the Colorado Buffaloes mm. uh, end up number three on this list, and um, they will bring in five-star Caden Proctor. Um, well, sorry, that was the plug-and-play true freshman at Alabama this year. They're bringing in their own five-star guy, Jordan Seaton, who they think will play right away. And then um, they uh, – they're adding Vanderbilt transfer Will Shepard. Aaron, normally you don't lead with a Vandy transfer, but this kid caught 47 passes for 684 yards and eight touchdowns. So Colorado, the best portal class in the country will not shock you, Aaron, because we've been talking about this group a lot. That would be Ole Miss. 
Uh, they brought in that great player from A&M, the defensive lot tackle, Walter Nolan. Ole Miss is considered the best portal in the country. Louisville, number two. Then Colorado, then TCU, NC State, Texas Tech, Kentucky Wildcats, Missouri 8, Oregon Ducks 9, and then the Purdue Boilermakers. Talk about interesting. They said they bring in Cam Brown, who should quickly contribute after stops at Texas A&M and more recently UCLA. So I had no clue, Aaron, that Purdue, it said they also benefited from several Georgia players entering the portal. Aaron, do you feel like if any Georgia player enters the portal, people should just immediately go? I think I think everybody should gather around, but uh, very, very interesting. And um, the best available quarterbacks right now, Aaron, you said it the other day, um, in, in the portal, Malachi Nelson from USC, who is looking, his first visit was going to be to Boise State. Then there's Caden Salter, the quarterback transferring from Liberty. Aaron, how do we know that kid? Did we, for some reason, we used to monitor him. Maybe it was coming out of college. Anyway, what was the name Caden, Caden Salter, S-A-L-T-E-R. I think I wanted him. It's coming out of high school. Like maybe Baylor was, it said, he redshirted 2021 and then played in eight games 2022. He's transferring Trump from Liberty. I don't know. At some point, I was monitoring this kid. Maybe it was when he was coming out of high school. Caden Salter. That just rings a bell. Um, and then, Aaron, the kid that was on the sideline for the Arizona when they were playing that game against OU the other night, Jaden Delara is number three on there. The um, and then the 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 kid that you mentioned, Aaron, yesterday, Eli Holstein, who's uh, leaving Alabama, is number four. Um, the only other name I think that would interest folks, um, oh, is that kid? Okay, he's okay. The one the ones that just came off the board, Ty Thompson is going from Oregon to Tulane, and then as Aaron mentioned earlier today. Kansas State's Will Howard going over to Ohio State. So some interesting players on there. And then, Aaron, you said the Oregon State, DJ uh, Ugalele, I always say it wrong, Um, Ungalele is going from Oregon State to Florida State. So that'll be interesting to watch. So, anyway, some interesting stuff there. Um, Cowboys news, as we get you ready for John Jacobs, is that, you know, several players continue to be kind of on the fence about playing. I mean, Cowboys desperately need a win, but a, but a rest for some of these players would be great. They're favored by almost two touchdowns. Um, I... I think the Cowboys should be, you know, hopefully be able to rest. Um, Dorrance Armstrong was limited today, is questionable for the game. Biotis did not practice, is questionable. 
uh, Chauncey Golston, the defensive end, is questionable, did not practice. Hankins is questionable, was limited today. Malik Hooker was limited. He's questionable to safety. And then Tyler Smith, starting guard, did not practice today and is questionable. So lots going on there. Wanye Thomas has an illness, was limited today, and is questionable for the game. Uh, it is uh, it is some very interesting stuff there as we study the Cowboys. Washington has a lot of guys that are maybe going to miss this game as they need to lose to secure the second overall pick in the NFL draft, and they're uniquely qualified to do that, uh, prepared. All right, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. John Jacobs, associate head coach for Baylor men's basketball, joins us next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Only heard here. Snap to Prescott, standing and looking and throwing right. All season. Brandon Cooks! Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2, here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing down. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. John Jacobs now set to join us from Baylor Men's Basketball, the associate uh, head coach over there, uh, co-associate head coach for Baylor Men's Basketball. John, uh, welcome back to the Mosley Show as we've had these two fun days of opening up the new uh, venue, the new basketball arena, Foster Pavilion. Uh, it was fun to see you down there on the bench. I hope uh, you like those seats and everything kind of met your specifications. But uh, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I think it was a great day. And in that regard, two days in a row for uh, Baylor's basketball, men and women's. And uh, I thought the Foster was special. And, uh, you know, Scott's been here over 20 years. And I think it's kind of like an exclamation point on the rebuilding process. And it's an extension of uh, not only his success, but the girls' success. You got to say they've won three national championships in that span and uh, a top five program in the country for sure. So it just feels good to have a new home and have the fans fill it up. Uh, it was a special evening. Did you realize at any point that uh... – Bill Gates was sitting behind you. I know you're very focused. I was down there working the courtside, uh, saying hello to some people, and certainly I was not able to get your attention down there. But uh, did you at least turn around at some point and give Bill Gates a wave? I did not. I was told he was in the building, so I was aware that he was there. Uh, honestly, anytime somebody like that shows up, there's a lot of security, and you just kind of hear that they're in the building. I did not know he sat right behind the bench until after the game. And uh, Scott sent some pictures out to the coaching staff and to some recruits. And I, I thought, man, apparently I'm a little bit too locked in. That's something that's uh, slid right over my head. But uh, he had some great seats, I'll tell you that. And he brought up how good our seats are, uh, you know, sitting in the front row for that experience was a special day, one of the best of my career for sure. All right, what stands out the most about uh, 
the the pavilion as you kind of get to know it and and you got you want to get in there as a coach and I'm sure the players were excited and Ray J said he loved the video boards and was watching those the whole time what um, what about the uh, what really stands out to you the most when uh, I know you've been in there and y'all have had a chance to tour it but getting out there for a shoot around and, and kind of starting to figure things out and then kind of looking up. Um, I'm just kind of curious what stands out to you about uh, about Foster Pavilion. Yeah, I'm sure people have different opinions on the size of it, but I was at Gonzaga, and, you know, they're known as one of the top ten uh, kind of college atmospheres for game days on a consistent basis, on an annual basis, and they're about 6,500. So I've come from a gym that was smaller, and yet was considered a top 10 home environment. So for us to go from the Farrell down to 7,500, you always wonder how that's going to feel. And I thought they hit a home run there, not just with putting the students on the floor and the students in the band behind the basket where the other team is shooting second half. I thought that was a great moment when they missed two free throws and the place erupted. You could really hear it. And then not just downsizing to the right size, but the verticality of it I thought was elite. And then when you get there and with the team, uh, kind of as an offensive guy, you know me, you want to see what the lighting is and what the backdrop is for our shooting. And uh, the guys adjusted really quick. I think the lighting's beautiful. And uh, not just the scoreboards, which are great also, but just the shooter's gym and the backdrop I thought was really, really special. And I thought they did a great job with the floor and the color of it. Uh, overall, I just think the architecture is like a home run. Um, so we just need to make it home. We need to get as many chances as we can to practice in there. But it's a shooter's gym with a lot of students on the floor, and the verticality of it, I think, just makes it feel shrunk and loud, and it's going to be a special place. I liked seeing one of the Baylor players, or actually it was a TCU player last night. I don't like seeing them make a bucket, but it did make me think they were pretty soft rims. Like, that ball, I don't know if you were, I don't know how much of the game you got to see last night, but like, there was one three-pointer where it bounced way up and it bounced around and then it went in. Uh, so it does seem, but that's interesting you to call it a shooter's gym. What what about that background? What makes for a good background? I know what makes for a bad background, and that's those huge stadiums that you'll, ha- you'll have to play in sometimes in the NCAA tournament. As the games get bigger, you get in football stadiums, and those things can be tough because it's not the normal – backdrop but walk me through in your mind what makes for a good like shooters backdrop yeah i think you hit it right on the head those voided backgrounds where it's like a hundred yards behind the basket there's nothing and then the gradual raise in certain gyms the gradual background can be rough verticality actually helps because it gives this backdrop to the backboard that's that's really great as a shooter and then not just that, I think the lighting is like a home run if you're on the floor. If you saw some of the pictures afterwards, like with the media and stuff, I think it just photographs beautifully because of the lighting. But shooting-wise, it helps. And then Scott and I were talking when we were shooting there for the first day when they let us in to kind of get ready for the game against Cornell. Uh, it's like an NBA rim. Like there's spots on the front and the side of it that are soft. But if you hit the back of that rim, that thing will bounce off like back to the free throw line, especially if you shoot a three. We call it long shots, long rebounds. Um, so there's a lot of soft spots on the rim. Um, we were even debating, do we loosen it up a little for a home court advantage? But we decided to keep it as it was. And uh, there's plenty of soft spots on it, but the back is definitely 
that back rim and bounce can get you. But it's a great shooter spot for all the reasons you said, and uh, I, I just think the verticality of it makes it that old Midwest field house. And, uh, you know, as a Midwest guy from Chicago, there's just something about that, that Indiana high school gym, those those vertical gyms uh, are special to shoot in. What was the coolest Chicago area gym that you recall? I, I, I've not seen where Northwestern plays. Um, I've not seen where DePaul plays, but I was just kind of trying to think, or University of Chicago or Chicago State or something like that. What, what, what's one in your mind in that part of the country that really stands out. I mean, obviously you get in Indiana and you got Hinkle and some different places, but what, what's one where you grew up around that you remember just thinking, man, this is awesome. Yeah. For me, it's probably not based on how cool it is, but DePaul has a new facility in Northwestern updated theirs recently. But when I was young, we went to the Rosemont horizon. It was just outside mm. the city. And my first basketball game was actually DePaul versus Loyola. And DePaul was really good. And uh, coach Meyer just passed away recently mm-hmm. in the last week or so and his dad's teams and his teams were a part of my youth and uh to go to the rosemont horizon was like a special thing they also used to host ncaa tournaments so my dad and i would go to the ncaa tournaments when they were at the rosemont uh we've got a chicago hot dog stand nearby chicago pizza place nearby so that's kind of uh, a memory for me and my father uh, they don't call it the rosemont horizon anymore but uh in my childhood that was kind of the place where I had the biggest affection for those memories. Coach Peterson said it was like the Dayton, who are they, the Flyers? And I think his dad was like either a huge Dayton fan or something like that or or associated with it somehow. And I think that's where he grew up going to games. And so Yeah, it was, Coach C and I just talked about that because uh, uh-huh. he was friends with Coach Meyer and we were discussing kind of the history of that in a staff meeting and Coach Drew's family knew them because obviously his dad was coaching in the Midwest at Balboa and they knew each other. And Coach P said, Dayton is for sure. I was a high school coach in Ohio, you know, a while ago. That's where I started. And you go to a Dayton game and sold out all the time. It's a really special place. I would put it in that Gonzaga mold. Like there's never a night it's not sold out. So we're trying to get the foster like that. I think this semester is going to be like that, which is, is really special. But when Coach P was a kid, it was Dayton for him for sure. When did Gonzaga become known as the Kennel? Was that like, did that happen quickly just because of their nickname? And it just seemed like a fun name or like, how, how do you, do you remember like where that came from? Yeah, I wasn't there, but when you get there, they kind of make you learn the, the history of it. And there's a guy who wrote a book about the history of Gonzaga. And when they made that elite eight run and Dan Munson was the head coach, they immediately kind of built a new building attached to the old one. And they use the old one for like a practice facility and volleyball team. But the new one, they, they labeled the kennel. And then Dan Munson went to Minnesota and took that job. And that's when Mark Few took over. So as Mark Few came in after that Elite Eight run, that initial one, uh, there's a new building going in. And uh, the kennel is kind of stuck. I think it just comes from them being the Bulldogs and uh, them putting the students on the floor, the dancing and the routines and the kind of things they had memorized about being a student at Gonzaga, the sleeping outside in the snow the night before a game. I think all that just kind of goes to getting inside where it's warm, being loud and active, and celebrating Gonzaga basketball in the kennel. But uh, that came after their initial E8 run, mm-hmm. and then Mark took over with the new gym. Those students over there behind the bench, I feel like I need to educate them on some things to say 
you know, that don't cross the line, <laughs> but kind of work right up against the line. So there's probably some things I could talk to them about. But putting them down there was going to be a lot of fun. I can't believe there were as many students at y'all's game Tuesday against Cornell. That's crazy because the students are out of school right now. So I don't know who those kids were, honestly. I mean, yeah, we were so encouraged. There. They're Baylor students from Dallas and Houston, but we were so encouraged that the student ticket sold out and that the student section was actually filled up with students. I mean, that's an unbelievable job by our athletic department and the students as a whole. I thought they were going to give them away to people just to kind of fill the seats. And then the moment the doors open, you actually saw a line of students walk in like almost 90 minutes before the game. And if that doesn't encourage you, I don't know what does. So it just feels great to have a home court advantage. And I just think that thing is going to, there's going to be something to it that's special and unique and Baylor specific and uh, the students getting behind it and actually being there 90 minutes early. I think you were there early. There's like a buzz. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a buzz that happens when you play Kansas on game day or you play these special Saturday games in the Feral. But that was a, a Christmas break buzz where the students were in, se- in session and yet the student section was sold out. I mean, that mm-hmm. an absolute home run by Mac Rhodes and the athletic department. Yeah, some, some venues students have a buzz when they arrive. But not, not I'm going to let you say that out loud. This okay. is your radio show. But uh, <laughs> you may or may not be wrong. Um, but I think ours just came happy because they had a new building. <laughs> That's right. What did you think? John Jacobs with us on the Matt Mosley Show, Baylor Associate Head Coach, uh, men's basketball. What, what did you think of the way the players performed in what was one of those games where everybody was kind of looking around and it was an event and all of that? How, how did you think? Uh, and they had that one lull where Cornell made a bit of a run in the second half, but uh, seemed to play pretty well for the most part. What did you think about the focus of the players? Because that's not easy to open a new building, all the excitement and craziness that has to do with that. But uh seemed like they were you know, on point fairly early in the game. Yeah, there's this emotional you know, outburst when you get into that situation. I thought Langston's first three, was a big deal. Eve kind of carried us through the first couple misses just by getting offensive rebound putbacks. He was fantastic early on. And actually, when Miro came in and hit those two threes, I thought mm. the rim kind of loosened up and everybody saw the ball go in. And then we had 60-plus points early on in that second half and then came out hot in the first three minutes. And then I just think maybe the emotion in the low, we had a, a down seven minutes. And uh, during that stretch, I think once we got out of that, Ray J really just facilitated ourselves back into really good shots. And, um, you know, everybody played a role. Jacoby was great. I thought Jalen Bridges played as fundamentally solid a game as he has all year with the five assists and no turnovers. And, uh, you know, if you're complaining about 135 points per 100 possessions and it doesn't feel right when we score 98, then that probably means we've got some upside on the offensive end. But once that emotion died, I thought we hit that seven-minute low. And then you got to give Cornell some credit. That's an older team, one that I think mm-hmm. is uh, top 100 in the net ranking and much better than maybe the average fan understands. They're going to do really well in the Ivy. And they just didn't quit. And uh, that's good for us. Right before Big 12 play, that's probably the ideal opponent. You want to bring somebody in that's going to challenge you enough that so when you go on the road against Oak State, uh, you felt a little down low where you had to work yourself back out of it. So I thought that was a good step overall and good scheduling by Coach P and Coach Drew to, to put us in a little harder game right before the Big 12. Yeah, you don't you, you got to thread the needle on that, don't you? You don't want like yeah. a crazy hard game, but that was a good team. I told you that number 30 I kind of liked and number 
15, doesn't do anything but just launch threes. Like, I would have enjoyed that, being recruited like that. Just, hey, you, we don't need you to dribble or really do anything except just launch from 25 feet. Now, of course, you have to be able to make those to get that role. I like that coach, by the way, from Cornell. He was kind of fun to talk to after the game, and he even said that about one of his players. He said, hey, he knows his role, and he knows he's not supposed to go dribble or try to score in the lane. His his one thing to do is space the floor, and I think there's something to be said for that. What do you think about the, uh, Miro? I mean, I, I, that was so great. He, he was feeding off the crowd. He hits. He went kind of for a heat check, almost hit three straight threes. Um, how's he handled, you know, not getting a ton of minutes, but you know, what's he like in practice? And, and obviously if he's going to come in and shoot like that, he's going to earn more minutes. Yeah. When you're a freshman, you know, things happen and there's an up and down to it and it doesn't happen to every freshman, but it happens to a lot of freshmen. And I just think that he and his family deserve a lot of credit because as you wait to be ready, you can wait in a complaining mode, and then when you get your chance, you waste it. Or you can wait in professional fashion, which he has, and then when you get your chance, you take advantage of it. And what you do when no one's looking, and then the spirit you have in your head and your heart when you're going through something that isn't easy, sometimes the light comes on, and what, what happens when your squeeze gets exposed. And uh, as he's come out of that maybe freshman squeeze, you saw – what was exposed was that he's a good player and he's got good body language and he can, he can give us stuff in big moments. And when we need it, he can make shots and defensively he's improved and taken a step. And, you know, in this day and age of transferring and everything else and kids thinking about the future too much and trying to get out of college so fast, Eric Spolster was at an interview the other day and he said, sometimes like they, they drafted Hakez because he was at UCLA for longer than he wanted to be. And they trusted that he could work through hard stuff. And, you know, I think we've got a bunch of guys going through that because our depth is so good. And Miro just happened to be the one that showed it that night. But others have shown it throughout the year. And um, when you're deep, you got to learn to root for each other and stay ready. And he just happened to be the guy that night. All right, what do you – tell me about Oklahoma State. They've struggled this season. They've dropped a couple of those, I think, at least one bye game type situation. Um but you never know. I mean, y'all faced a team in Michigan State, hate to bring up a bad topic, but that had struggled, and y'all kind of ran into a buzzsaw there in Detroit. I've talked to Scott about his scheduling uh, <laughs> on some of that, but what, what, do you make of, uh, what do you make of Oklahoma State? Kind of where have they struggled, and, and what, what do you worry about the most with, with that team, especially in that arena, which can be a very tough place to play? Yeah, they they do a good job. And I think to put in the context, I think sometimes people look at their app or ESPN app or they look at Twitter and they see, oh, Oklahoma State lost. But what they don't understand is they've had some injuries. Bryce Thompson, their leading scorer, has only played in 10 of the 13 games. I think that was linked to some of the losses. Their point guard, small, missed the game. So I think injuries led to some of the early struggles, and people just don't pick up on that. It's football season. They see the scores and they move on because they've won five in a row. And when they're healthy, uh, they've shown that they can win games. And they also show that they can do it at home. So when that backcourt is, is strong and you've got 30 minutes from Williams and Bryce Thompson is himself and healthy and small, who's taken a huge step forward. He's leader in points and field goal attempts and three-point attempts and free-throw attempts and assists. 
you got that three-headed monster with the two athletes in Daly Jr. and Garrison. They're a good basketball team. And the two young kids, Garrison and Daly, they're freshmen. I think they'll probably make that second semester leap. Some people thought Daly Jr. was going to be a lottery pick coming out of high school. He played with Keontae at IMG. He was just one year behind. So they have talent. What they needed was some health. And when you see the ball go in at home for five straight games and you win five in a row, I'm sure they're going to be much more confident maybe than they were when they were struggling with injuries. So, so much of this is where kids' heads are at, when and how you schedule your games, and how healthy you are. And I think Oak State's actually in a healthy spot right now. So we're going to have to give them our best. Uh, Coach New is doing a great job with the scout. Uh, we understand how hard it is to win a road game in the Big 12. And uh, after that Michigan State and Duke road game situation, I think our guys have learned that you can't just be ready. You have to be over-ready. And um, the attention to detail and the aggression has to go up. So this is a good challenge for us, and Oak State will be better than people think. Yeah, that's not. those are not neutral courts. I mean, technically, maybe they call that a neutral court deals. But yeah, you're in New York though, City. If you think that was neutral, then <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think you'd be missing the point. I think the 18,000 Duke fans probably yeah. uh, made that quite a home game. That's what I explained to somebody. I see these Baylor people around here. They all went to Baylor. <laughs> There's not a lot. <laughs> oh man, Duke Duke had that place uh, filled, but Baylor actually represented pretty well. I thought, in fact, uh, had about a thousand fans in there and got got yeah. kind of at times jumped into the game. Y'all were up fifty four forty eight. Um, we were, you know, the Bears. I was there uh, with the family. We were very excited. So I thought uh, some good moments in that game. What do you tell these freshmen, the transfers? to get them ready for Big 12 play. Um, how do you kind of prepare them? Because you can't be truly prepared until you get thrown into it. But what do you, because they've been in some tough spots already. We were just talking about them. But what do you say to them about the Big 12 to kind of try to mentally prepare them for this conference slate as you get rolling here Saturday? Yeah, I think, Scott, you know, when you're the head coach of a team like Baylor, you're you're gonna you gotta be good at multiple things. You gotta be a great CEO, you've got to understand fundraising, you've gotta be a GM with NIL. But you've also got to be a motivator. And I just think there's something about going to Big Twelve play where motivation is important. But then you gotta motivate them with they're not overhyped. The stats and the analytics kinda of tell a story and they can paint a picture for the guys of how important certain things are. And then the guy doing the scout, the speeches and the explanations that Coach New is doing is important also. It all kind of ties together. But for us, really great teams, the one that win the Big 12, they're not coach-led, they're player-led. So Jalen Bridges spoke today. He's got the most minutes in the Big 12 games, and uh, he addressed the team. Coach New asked him to talk to them. And then you're going to have to have some guys just really quick learn what it means to be in the Big 12. Like we're going to need Ray J as our point guard to – step up and step forward in a leadership role and just not let things go. Langston has been here and watched John as he's going through the ups and downs of his knee and some other things. He he has so much experience that he can give to the guys. So you can choose to sit over there or you can choose to cheer and coach over there. So even the environment of your own bench matters. So we're going to put this on the coaches some. It's our job. But you get really great when you become a player-led team. And so some of the challenge just needs to be on them. And uh, you know, maybe we missed that a little bit as we played our first two road games, but I think we're going to be better prepared for, for this stretch. John, I'm excited. 2 o'clock Saturday, they're in Stillwater, and uh, that'll be fun. Get in there, get some shots up. 
I love that Ray J floater. I know he's got good float game. He can post up as well. But, man, there was one coming right at me where the media seats were. I'm right behind the basket back there. I had a good view, by the way, of Scooby and Christian, the halftime act. I don't know if you heard about that. There were some lots of I heard of good, a little uh, bit about my, from my family afterwards. But I'm, I've learned something about you. You like guys who only shoot threes and don't dribble, and you like floaters. So um, that's two things I learned about you today. Now, I, I didn't – I had more to my game than just the three, but I sort of appreciate a coach who just who just calls that what it is. Like, we tell this guy on our team not to do anything else but stand out here and shoot threes. Like, he is not to go trying to dribble in there, and I think that's important for some players to, to know their roles. You have some very, very versatile players, but occasionally, you know, probably they get ahead of themselves. But uh, – uh, but the Ray J, there's something about that floater, though, that was just like, I, it, it brought me back to some of those guys from like the 70s or 80s. There was like a, there was like an Earl Monroe like aspect to it. It just kind of had a gorgeous kind of uh, feel to it. So anyway, I just thought I would, I would share that with you. I was, I was moved by that particular teardrop or floater. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, John, take it easy. Safe travels. Tell everybody in Stillwater hello, and then we'll we'll get ready for the the Mormons to come to town. Yeah, I appreciate you and all you do for us, and I hope we see you next Tuesday when BYU's here. But I think we're going to focus on Oak State first, and then just take them one at a time. But uh, yeah, I can't get over how special Foster was, and it's our job to win games, so that just maintains you know the, the energy that's going in the right direction. So we're going to try to do that. All right, there he goes, John Jakus, the associate head uh, men's coach for Baylor basketball.